Hey guys, my name is Erin and welcome to my podcast, The Twisted Turn. It's actually taken me a lot longer than anticipated to start recording this um, just because I did not realize how much you had to do before you started a podcast to start a podcast. But I would like to thank everybody that had helped me, encouraged me, and gave me some really great tips. Appreciate it. Also, this is like the first time that I have had my information in chronological order and I don't have my kids running around and making a bunch of noise in the background. And I also don't have my mom here blaring TikToks through her phone and just making a bunch of noise. So... Sorry for the delay, but here it is. Now, this case is about domestic violence. I just want to throw out there that there is a national domestic violence hotline. If you are experiencing domestic violence or you suspect that somebody is experiencing domestic violence, you can call 1-800-799-7233. Or if you're worried about calling, you can also text START. S-T-A-R-T to 88788. This is the tragic murder of Lisa Huff Filiaggi. Now, Lisa Huff, she was born November 28, 1966 in Cleveland, Ohio. She was born to parents Ellen Jane Harris and Richard Huff. I couldn't find much information about um, her upbringing or her parents' relationship, but her mother did end up remarrying to Lisa's stepfather, Delbert Yepko. They lived in Lorraine for a while. Lisa graduated from Clearview High School in Lorraine in 1985. She was a cheerleader. She was on the track team. She just loved to be active even after high school. And I feel like me and her could have really got along because if you know me, I love to be active. Her mom would describe her as compassionate and understanding. Lisa, after high school, she ended up going to cosmetology school and she became a cosmetologist in Amherst, Ohio. Lisa, she also had a younger sister. Her name was Anissa Huff. Anissa was born January 10th, 1972. Nisa also studied studied cosmetology and she was a beautician at Fiesta Hair Care in Vermilion, Ohio. Lisa, she was very close to her family. She lived just next door to her mom and her stepdad in Amherst Township. And then in December of 1992, Lisa ended up marrying James Filiaggi, but it wouldn't last very long before she decided she wanted to divorce him. Now, let's talk a little bit about James Filiaggi. He was born May 15, 1965 in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, his parents stated that he was a pretty aggressive child. Um, there was an incident in the second grade where he actually punched his teacher in the face. That's wild to me. Um, he received counseling after the incident, but for years of counseling, it didn't really seem to help. His brother always said that James never instigated the fights, but he would often find himself in fights, which I mean, like, come on, if you're finding yourself in fights, I think you're going looking for fights. That's just my opinion. After high school, James, he ended up joining the army. He actually received rank of sergeant. He was able to receive a grant to go to college at Ohio University in Athens, where he graduated with honors. 
I couldn't find information on how James and Lisa met, but like I said before, they ended up getting married in December of 1992. Soon after, they ended up having their first daughter together. So when they got married, James was still in college. So he was living in Athens at the time. And Lisa was living, like I said, next door to her parents in Amherst Township. While he was in college, he was working a steady job to support Lisa and his daughter. Um, But James started becoming aggressive with Lisa throughout the marriage. And she quickly learned that marrying him was a mistake and that she wanted out as soon as possible. So Lisa's mother would often see bruises on Lisa and um, she would recall times where James would come home from college and they would get into some pretty horrific fights. Even during all of that, Lisa ended up becoming pregnant with their second child together, but she was very unhappy and eager to get out of the relationship. So just nine months after getting married, In August of 1992, Lisa filed for divorce. In the summer of that year, Lisa becomes reacquainted with an old friend. His name was Eric Byswinger. Byswinger? I might have really jacked that up. I'm I'm sorry. They met a couple years earlier in 1989. So Lisa was at the salon. She was working her hair magic. And Eric just so happened to be walking by and seen her in the salon. He couldn't resist himself. He had to walk in to talk to her. He ended up getting a haircut. And I think that was just an excuse to talk to her because he just thought she was so gorgeous. Um, Which by pictures, she is really pretty. He ended up asking her how things were going. And she explained that she was in an unhappy marriage. She was getting a divorce. And Lisa was very much so pregnant at this time. But it didn't seem to bother Eric. He was so infatuated with her. He asked if they could go out sometimes. So some time passes. Lisa ends up having her second daughter. And then by November of 1992, Lisa and Eric were dating. By February of 1993, so just a few months later, Lisa and James's divorce was finalized. Lisa was granted full custody of their daughters and James was given visitation rights but also had to pay child support, which he wasn't very happy about. In the spring of 1993, Lisa and her two daughters ended up moving in with Eric, and by the fall of that year, he proposed to her. Young love. I love it. I can't help it. That's the Leo in me. I love love, and I just think it's so adorable. And good for Lisa. It sounds like she was finally happy. Like, it sounded like Eric had made her really happy which I'm sure was a huge difference compared to how James made her feel. Shortly after moving in, Lisa and Eric, they started receiving some harassing phone calls and somebody started vandalizing their home. There were two incidents where the front window of their home was shattered. The first was by somebody throwing a jar full of motor oil and then the second time was somebody throwing rocks at their window. Of course, they assumed it was James because he was just being a dick. When they went to the police to report James, the police didn't take them seriously, and they told him that they needed evidence in order to do anything. Lisa often stated to her family, quote, What's it going to take for them to believe us? One of us dead? Eric, being the smart man that he was, he ended up setting video cameras around the outside of his property He knew that James was responsible for the vandalism, and he was eager to catch him. Lisa, she started recording the harassing phone calls, and she carried a tape recorder with her in her pocket. During a phone call that she had with James, he threatened that there were going to be, quote, 
more headaches and heartaches as she tries to get more money out of him. Even James's mother recalls hearing James say after a phone call with Lisa, quote, I'm going to kill her one of these days. Which, I mean, the context of that can be taken anyway, depending on how he said it. But obviously it was so concerning that his own mother brought it up during one of his psych evaluations. So I'm assuming he didn't say it in a way that was like sarcastic. So fast forward to December 19th, 1993. And this was a little over a year after Lisa and James's divorce was final. Lisa and Eric went to go pick up the girls from James's home uh, where he lived with his parents. The girls were visiting him. He brought one of the children out to put her in her car seat. When he turns around, he attacks Lisa by grabbing her neck. Lisa begins screaming. Eric, he comes in, tries to get James off of Lisa by grabbing him by the waist and pulling him off of her. But James, he's kind of a big dude. He was at least six feet tall. He weighed about 225 pounds. Plus, back in college, he was an amateur boxer. So James just starts going ham on Eric's face, resulting in multiple broken bones in his face. He didn't stop beating Eric until his mother came out yelling and pulled him off of him. Lisa recorded the entire incident with the tape recorder that she kept in her pocket because, you know, Lisa's a badass. She and Eric, they later pressed charges against James and he was arrested for felonious assault and domestic violence, but he didn't last long in jail. He was released on bond awaiting trial. So just a month later, January 20th, James, he was finally caught on video camera, the same cameras that Eric set up outside of their home. He was caught throwing a bottle out the window, which was an epic fail. He didn't even break the window like he anticipated because Lisa and Eric, they replaced the window with storm glass. So Lisa and Eric, they took the video to the police and charges were filed against James for attempted vandalism, criminal trespassing, and intimidation of a witness. James was pissed that he was caught being the jackass that he was. I think this was the moment where he decided this was it. He was going to kill his ex-wife. A couple of days later, on January 22nd, 1994, James purchased a 9mm Luger. I'm sorry, I'm not a gun person, so I don't know if I said that right. A 9mm Luger pistol and ammo, which I thought was a weird flex because he already owned a gun. But apparently they tried to testify in court that James had the intention of going to Lisa's home and just shooting himself in front of her which I I don't think was true just because the way everything played out. A couple days after that, January 24th, James had taken out $1,000 and left about $600 to $700 to his girlfriend, Tracy Jones. Yes, his girlfriend. They had been dating for a while. Tracy and James, they met while she was a waitress and he was a bouncer at the warehouse, which was a nightclub on Broad Street in Illyria. They became reacquainted in January of 1993. This was about a month before his divorce was finalized. And this was after Tracy, her son, and her daughter fled from Houston from an abusive boyfriend. She said that they just clicked. She thought she found the right one. Often, James would stay at her house in Illyria. He took her 10-year-old son to wrestling practice twice a week and to wrestling tournaments on the weekends. She claimed that she never saw a brutal side of James. 
Tracy had once stated, quote, I feel bad because all the kids are victims too. His kids, my kids. My son wanted him to adopt him, both before the murder and after the murder. She said he didn't care what Jim did. Tracy said that she stood by James's side not because she thought he was innocent, but because she loved him. She said, quote, a lot of people think I'm bad too. I'm not bad. I haven't done anything wrong. The only thing I'm guilty of is loving him. So after leaving Tracy's house, he drives to Lisa and Eric's house. Now on this night, I'm not sure where Eric was. I couldn't find any information on where he was, but James, he parked around the corner from the house. He went to the back door where he couldn't be seen because he knew there would be a light at the front door. The way he planned this out, it would later backfire him in court. At approximately 10.45, Lorraine Dispatch receives a call from Lisa saying that James was breaking down the back door. He entered the home and Lisa ran out the front door with the phone still in her hand. She's frantically screaming, quote, God help me, someone, please help me. He's going to kill me. Meanwhile, their two daughters are in the home asleep and he just barges in and attempts to viciously attack their mother. That is so fucked up. Lisa, she runs about like two doors down to a neighbor. His name was Robert Mutnansky. I'm sorry. I'm terrible with names. I probably really jacked that one up too. Um, But he lets her in. She runs past him to hide and tells him that her ex-husband was chasing after her with a gun. Robert, he shuts the door. He locks it immediately. But soon after, James comes breaking it down like the Kool-Aid man. He just has no chill at this point. He demands to know where Lisa is and forces Robert to help him look for her. James, he starts walking down the hall and he comes to a stop at the linen closet. He saw the door was partially closed and that's where he finds Lisa. James, he aggressively pulls Lisa out of the closet and throws her across the hall into the bathroom. He then says to Lisa, quote, this will teach you not to fuck with me. Then two shots go off. He ends up shooting her in the shoulder. But Lisa, being the badass that she was, she ends up getting up and running from the bathroom into a nearby bedroom in an attempt to just get away from him, which I mean just been shot all you want to do is get away from the person that's shooting you so then robert begs james not to shoot her but james he tells him to stay quiet and to shut the door james then enters the room that lisa fled to and he repeats quote this will teach you not to fuck with me he shoots lisa in the head twice execution style james then leaves the scene and police arrive after I'm not sure how he didn't collide with the police because it was like right after that they showed up, but he ends up just driving away. When the police arrive, they find Lisa in the bedroom, dead, slumped against the wall. She was only 27 years old. So everything must have happened pretty quick because Lisa and Eric's home was in Lorraine And then at 11.15 p.m., James arrives at Lisa's parents' house in Amherst Township. His intention was to murder Lisa's mother so that she wouldn't become the guardian of his two daughters. But luckily, Jane wasn't home. 
unfortunately, Lisa's stepfather, Delbert, was home alone. Jane and Delbert's home was previously vandalized before this, so Delbert wasn't taking any chances. When James pounded on the door, he grabbed a can of pepper spray. He slightly opened the door, and then James just Kool-Aid man his way through the door. He says to Delbert, quote, are you ready to die? He raises the gun towards Delbert and says, I'm going to kill you. Delbert, he quickly sprays James in the face with the pepper spray and runs out of the home. He goes knocking on numerous doors before finally somebody let him in and dialed 911. James then flees the scene and on January 25th, that morning between 8 and 9 a.m., he shows up at an old college friend's house. His name was Howard Matlack. He asked if he could crash there, which, I mean, it was morning, so that was a little sus. But Howard, being the good friend that he was, he let him crash on the couch and he took his girlfriend to work that morning. A little while later, after taking his girlfriend to work, she calls him and tells him that James is wanted for killing his ex-wife. Howard wasn't too thrilled to hear that, so he confronts James, and as James is getting up from the couch, the gun falls to the floor. James then just leaves Howard's house, like, nonchalantly, just up and left. A couple days later, on January 27th, James takes out another $1,000. He steals a car and switched license plate. He rented a car at the Pittsburgh airport, and he registered a hotel under a false name. He obviously really knew what he was doing, because this is back in the 90s, where you can't just, like, whip out your phone and quickly just Google this stuff. So he had this all mapped out in his head. He kept his calls to his parents pretty short because he believed that the phones were being tapped. He was on the run for about a week before he turned himself in. He found out that his parents' house was put up for his bond for the previous charges against him and his parents could lose their home. On February 1st, 1994, that's when he turned himself in. Now, as for Lisa and James's daughters, they were put in custody of their aunt, which was Lisa's sister, Anissa Huff. Unfortunately, just a few months later, Anissa passed away from a car accident June 19, 1994. The Huff family experienced so much loss with both of their daughters. And James and Lisa's daughters, they were just babies at the time, but... That's very tragic for them to lose their mother or lose their aunt. After Anissa passed away, the girls were put in custody of James's brother, Anthony Filiacci, who had taken care of them in his home in Illyria. Moving on to the trial, James entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. He also waived his rights to be tried by a jury. A three-judge panel heard the evidence presented on all charges, and he was examined by forensic psychiatrist Dr. Philip Resnick. Dr. Resnick, he diagnosed James with having antisocial personality disorder, alcohol abuse, and ADHD of childhood. He said that James reported no delusions, hallucinations, or false beliefs that caused him to think that killing Lisa was the right thing to do. James even told him, quote, I know right from wrong. James expressed no remorse, and Dr. Resnick said that James had revenge for a motive, not a psychotic motive. 
He further stated that James did not suffer from any mental diseases on the day of the killing that would meet the Ohio legal test for insanity, and James knew the wrongfulness of his conduct. So that being said, on August 1st, 1995, James was sentenced to death for aggravated murder of Lisa Hafiliachi. James was executed by lethal injection on April 24th, 2007 at 1123 a.m. at the Southern Ohio Correctional Facility in Lucasville, Ohio. He was only 41 years old when he was executed. His last meal was steak, potato and cheese pierogies stuffed with dumplings of baked potato, dinner rolls, fresh vegetables, strawberry cheesecake, and milk. His last words were, quote, I know I flipped some worlds upside down. For me, it's fine. But the state needs to learn that this ain't the answer. This is no deterrent to crime. Some are falsely convicted, railroaded. The state needs to wake up. Maybe they'll follow the Europeans. God is the only one who knows. Now, James said this because he didn't think the death penalty was right, so he was pretty much against it. Even though before this entire situation, he was for the death penalty. And then, you know, when he gets it, now he's against it. Crazy how that works. Lisa's mother and Lisa's fiance, Eric, they were both there to witness James's execution. Jane, she said, quote, he was an animal out to get his prey. I realize his death will not bring my daughter back, but he has caused harm and pain to so many other people over the years, both physical and emotional. After watching James die, Jane said, quote, I wish Lisa would have gone in such a peaceful manner. Lisa was actually buried in her pink wedding dress that she was supposed to wear later that year for her and Eric's wedding day. I just think it's so unfortunate that Lisa was looking forward to her wedding day and raising her daughters and it was just taken away from her. It was taken away from her um, by her ex-husband that just couldn't get over her. Crazy how, how he just needed to have control of her. It's very unfortunate. And it's unfortunate it happens with so many people. But that's all I have about the murder of Lisa Hafiliagi. I hope anybody that is experiencing or believes that somebody is experiencing domestic violence will give that hotline a call. Again, the, the National Domestic Hotline number is one 800 799 Seven two three three. You can also text start S T A R T to eight eight seven eight eight. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I had so much fun um, doing this podcast, and honestly, like trying to figure everything out. I had no idea what I was doing when I jumped into this. I, I was going in like cold turkey. Um, just kind of like looked everything up, figured it out. And here I am doing the damn thing. I would like to hear some stories from other people that have experienced some weird situations, some crazy situations, or just would like to shout out, hey, if you want, email me. My email is 
a twisted turn podcast at gmail.com. Um, I would love to hear from you guys. And if you have any recommendations on um, stories you want me to look up and tell, just send me an email, please. Thank you for tuning in and stay away from twisted crazy exes. I mean, sometimes it's a little hard, but you know, try your best to stay away from the crazy exes. All right. Bye, guys. Stay safe.